I'm Michelle. <laughs> okay. We may have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> may have a little bit. I mean, we always kind of usually drink. Yeah. We don't have a. Oh, oh, I said we don't have a problem. Does that mean we have a problem? No, we don't have a problem. Until someone else tells us we have a problem. But right now, since we both don't have a problem, we don't have a problem. Anyway, we're drinking Moscato wine barefoot. Oh, my God. It's so good. Well, it's barefoot Moscato, but we also are drinking wine barefoot. Yes. <laughs> but, right? Okay, so the one thing I wanted to ask compared to last month, oh, not last month, last episode, mm -hmm. is I'm curious to see how, like, your opinion, Michelle, of, like, how you feel about the two episode released each month? Oh, I like it. It's like fun. Like, like it's definitely like I don't know. Every other week, I get to look forward to something now. Yeah. Okay. So we did the first week, guys, or not first week. We did one episode a month, just because we're a new podcast. We're newbies. We're babies. So we're gonna stumble a lot. We're gonna feel, but we're trying to find our flow, guys. So we thank you so much for being patient with us. This is definitely one of our like mini creative outlets that we have. Yeah. And um excuse me, I burped it did. <laughs> but I think too is we didn't want to overwhelm ourselves with such a, a large project so quickly. Cause I know this is surprising to you guys, but we we have lives. Like this is just one like one small portion of our life. Yeah. Like yeah, we have other <laughs> So we're balancing this between like work and work and life and work. Yeah. You know, breathing through this virus and stuff. So or not breathing. You know, I don't even want to talk about this virus. Yeah, let's get into the book. But yeah. wait, but wait. I always have to do my PSA because of the virus. Make sure y'all are wearing your mask. <laughs> Make sure y'all are washing your hands. You should have been doing that way before the quarantine. But y'all nasty, so I'm going to tell you this. 20 seconds. And if you go out in public going to eat, because I know the restaurants are opening now, just follow protocol. Like, it's the least you can do for being stuck at home for three months. Yeah. Now you're going to go outside and eat with other people around that you don't know. The waiters are people, too. Yeah. And also, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I know I'm triggered. Tip them well. Because... You're going out, like, after all. Might as well tip them, you know? Like, it's, you'll be stay at home and, like, cooking yourself. Like, you've done for three months. So, like, tip them, you know? Tip them well. Because they tired, they exhausted. Tip them well. Mm -hmm. And that is lunch break PSA for coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, this chapter, I would say, compared to the last 13 chapters we read, <gasps> these chapters, 14 through 25... I thought the first couple, the first chapters we read was an emotional roller coaster. I'm gonna need therapy. Get ready, yeah, because it's an emotional roller coaster. I can't. This is never ending. We're also introduced to new characters as well into these chapters. Oh. Yeah, we get uh, a Jore. Okay, which is like Anon's. I don't know, a cousin, I guess, an adopted cousin. His mom, like the, like they're trying to show humanity towards his like mom by like oh she adopted him when his parents were lost in the first raid like his parents were burned to death I'm like okay yeah you're a human being i guess for like adopting this poor child but you know what 
whatever. Right. Anyway, Adorius is sweet. He's kind of he's a he's a nice guy. He's an admiral in the monarch like the monarchy's army. Mm -hmm. But he does he, have he's like Anon's like bestie. Anon has a bestie. Well, if he had a bestie, this would be his bestie. Yeah, his bestie has PTSD. Nothing wrong with uh, people yeah. who do have that, but homeboy in this story. I mean, you would too if you're if you, you saw your whole family get burned to death by burners, and then like you have scars from that burner. I mean, when it comes to the book, I really don't have any empathy for Tatan Nobody. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> so like, all oh, your family was burned to death. I'm sorry. That's sad. But some other people's were killed just because they had magic, so. <laughs> and then, who's the other? Oh, <gasps> Mazali! I. He's so I funny. freaking love Mazali. I feel like he's, he's a, a firecracker. He's a firecracker. I love him because he's a firecracker. He's, he's like, he's like. Comic relief in the. Pretty home. much. He's like, Mazali, I love you. I'm going to marry you and give you the father of my children. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, what, 13? Stop it. Is he 13? Uh, he's young. He's a little boy. Oh my gosh. And then the next he's adorable. He's like a Reaper, so he's like in the Reaper clan. So oh, no like, wonder he likes Zany. Oh, yeah. He's like, you a Reaper, I'm, I'm a Reaper. Reaper. We should have Reaper babies. Does that mean they have zombies? No, no, Reaper. They went, yeah. Because <laughs> then, you know, they reap the dead, <laughs> and then they're going to have babies. They're going to have zombie babies. No. Zombie babies. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you come over. It is. It is. Oh, what's the other person? Was it Ram Ram Ramaya? Yeah, Ramaya. Ramaya, I think it is. Sorry for terrible pronouncing names. Um, she's the elder of the Connector Clan, which I think is really kind of funny because um, Amari is a Connector, but she doesn't want to connect with Amari because she doesn't like because she's a Tatan. Okay, that's all history right there. Is she? The and one? she has a scar across her eye. She was at the rally, and she was like giving her. She was giving Amari sneers. Okay, because I think I'm just confused compared to the other girl who's got flowers in there and talks straight up to Amari. Right, and she's like. In so many words, how I remember it, she's like, nah, I don't like you. Amara's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like her though. She's not like, she's a she's a tamer, right? I think. I think so, yeah. What a tamer. They became animals. I need that. Right? I know. But she has like hummingbirds around. That makes her sense. Because I was wondering what the little oh, fuckers in her hair. So cute. Because I was wondering. There was another one. Oh, yeah, because. Oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. But I just had a flashback. Yeah, because she talks about having like sunflowers in her hair. Mm -hmm. I love sunflowers. I might be, I might be her. I yeah. might, is that, that's not Ramai, Mariah, right? No, no. I'm going to be her. What if I cosplayed as her? Yes. I might, because my favorite flower is sunflower. And then I could put little, like, little chicken wire or whatever for little hummingbirds because they're flying around Maybe my head. spray paint for your hair. Yes. From, from and then they give me a scroll so they could be one, like, hanging around, give me a little scroll. Y'all, I, I want to go to Comic-Con. I don't even know if Comic-Con's going to be No, it's not open yet. But I want to go to Comic Con dressed as one of the characters next year. Next year we should. Yes, go. that'd be fun. I miss Comic Con. I know. And then, uh, okay, this is gonna be a spoiler, but you know what? Our whole podcast is based off. It's that. pretty much a spoiler, anyways. Do you want to tell? Oh, the, then you go for it. The new character. Mm -hmm. She's not a new character, but she comes up. It. Mama, Mama Agba's back. <laughs> She's not dead. No one can take her down. Victory 
soon. Oh, I love her. Yeah. That's good. And then and you find out she like is the she's like started the Koya. Not a Koya. The Yika. The Yika rebel force. She, she like she started it. She gathered them from the the diviner camp that they went to in the last book. Okay. Found the survivors from there. Brought them to the capital and like started the revolution right when like Zaylee brought magic back and hit the um hit them hard. It wasn't hit them her. Hard. It was Zaylee's father too of the Mama Agba. Right. This is how you know his death. Yeah. But I just want to say Mama started a freaking rebellious. She group. did. She was like, nah, ain't nobody taking my baby with me. I'm gonna have her back. Yeah. But she also had a vision about this, so I don't know how bad it is. It's still badass. It's still badass. So she can like still like execute it, you know? Yes. So just to set the scene with you guys, because we always do it now. Sorry. No, go on. Go for it. Beat boop. (laughs) Beat boop. Still recording? Yep. Okay, perfect. We're good. Okay, so just to set the scene with you guys. So we find out that Zaylee knows Anon is still alive. We found that out last episode too. And she finds him in a dreamscape and almost kills him there. <laughs> True love's first choke. <laughs> <laughs> we also find out that Anon has actually been in a coma, or what I like to say, a nap, for about <laughs> a month since the rebellion or ritual, um, as I like to remember it. And next thing you know, Rowan shows up after leaving Zaylee and the gang and sounds like a weird indie band, though. <laughs> Rowan and the gang. Rowan and the gang. Zaylee, Rowan. Okay, sorry. Gotcha. So, yeah, after leaving Zaylee and the gang, we find out that he he actually comes back. I believe he comes back when she runs her line air into the tree, I believe. Yeah. He He's comes like, and I saves just, her. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you think, I love the fact that he comes back and saves her and you're like, like, excuse my language, but he's like, Daily in so many words, is like, what the fuck are you doing here, yo? Like, homie, what the hell? And he's like, I was hired. And they're like, what do you mean you were hired? And how did you know you could find me? But basically, you find out he was hired by the Yika, and the Yika being the rebellion force, and you find out he was basically hired by... <laughs> I was so excited about that. So excited. Uh, oh, specifically in my notes, it says the Yika, you find out, are led by Mama Agba. I had to say it like that because <laughs> I feel so bad for your neighbors. No, that's fine. That would be mean. Okay. And the thing is, too, they admire you. Find out when Zaylee and Zane and Amari they're slow. They're introduced to the Ika. You kind of see how like the shoe, like was it how the shoe falls? It was the same. Basically, Amari's kind of getting a weird taste of her own medicine, so she's kind of feeling. Getting um ostracized. Yeah. Because yeah. Zaylee's always had that experience around her. Right. Like how people found they never seen her. They're like, but then all of a sudden Amari's like it's getting very unnoticed. Visible, but unnoticed, but she's very visible in the most negative way as well. Yeah. Because people can notice Zaylee by her hair, and now they notice her being a Tatan, Amari, by her hair as well. Yeah. But they're not really happy to see her. On the flip side, though, uh, Zaylee is treated like the queen she deserves to be treated as. <laughs> yeah. um, to the point of, like, it's almost worshipping. You're right. Yeah. It's, especially you see that with Ms. Zaylee. Hero worship, for sure. Yeah. Because they're like, she's the woman. What, what's the name they end up calling her? It's like the... 
The soldier of death. Soldier of death, yeah, that's it. The soldier of death. The soldier of death. Yeah. Let that sit for a while. Let it marinate. Well, sit there, simmer a little bit. <laughs> is that your sizzling? Yeah. <laughs> um. And you, Amari gets kind of, a, I guess, a taste of her own medicine, and you kind of see how she's the minority now. She's the enemy, even though she did play a huge part. Right. She brought back magic, and without her, it probably wouldn't have been brought back. Right. And then, but they don't. I, I can understand why. Not to say they don't care, but they. They don't. Yeah. They don't care. They're kind of, it's kind of, I feel like in their perspective, they're like, that. yeah, that's the least you could do. Yeah. That's the bare minimum that you could have done. For the amount of pain that your people have brought. Yeah, so mind. she has a lot to prove, for sure. Yes. But the thing is, though, is I don't disagree with them. Yeah. And while I might uh, look, while I like Amari as a character, I do agree. She really needs to prove herself because she has no right to come in and just act like a savior. Why would she, and why, why would she expect that? Yeah. yeah. And while she, I don't think she actually voices it. I can kind of, I feel like from a reader's perspective for me, not that she consciously expected that. I think in a way, because she's used to being treated with the nobility and respect, it was kind of, not to say that she consciously expected that, but that's what she's used to. Yes. Is a certain amount of respect automatically given to her. Yeah. Um, and then, like, on the other hand, Anon is still, he still wants to be a better king, and he speaks to his people, and they listen to him. And, he, like, yeah. they air hit their grievances, and he, like, actually, like, starts fixing problems right away. But, like, the nobles are like, oh, we don't like this. Stop giving them our food and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, he needs the respect of the people because that's who's going to help bring back his kingdom. And then, like, um, he, like, extends his generosity to the Magi, which they do not like at all, the nobles. Mm -hmm. But, um, but they, like, kind of throw it back in his face, which is kind of funny, like, but. I have to, I have to admit, though. Like, what was he expecting? (laughs) True. But I have to admit, too, after feeling some sort of way and still feeling some sort of way towards Anon, I kind of really liked that, in this instance, the little bit of courage he does have. And what he has experienced and learned from Zaylee, he's trying to keep to his word. Yeah. And bringing that. But I think he's also realizing, like his sister, just the reality of what that looks like. Because it's real easy to say you're going to do it. But for him, like, he has all the money in the world, but yet the people still won't. Like, it's going to be hard for him. Well, right. And it's also realizing, too, that, like, for them... Let's see. You kind of like Anon is realizing both sides of the story, right? He sees Zaylee's side. He yeah. sees the pain that's been brought on by his brought on by his father. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's lived in a world that's very privileged and un, and not realistic to Zaylee. Mm-hmm. And so now he's trying to almost combine and create real justice in a kingdom that finds justice in suppressing a group of people. So to them, they're like, this is so unfair. How could you do this? You kind of figure, you realize while he's trying to do the right thing, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Right. And then you also realize that he's doing it with a kingdom that for them, it is justice to destroy the mad die. It is justice to 
commit genocide of a group of people because for them, they can only think as far as their own pain. Actually, when you think about it, both sides can only think as far as their own pain. Yeah. Even on the other side, didn't they even talk about putting Zaymi on the throne? Yeah, and I think the only one who can see both sides is Amari. To a certain extent, yeah. I think Zaymi at one point gets really caught up in her feelings, but I agree with you. Amari, because because Zayla kind of like falls into the line where she's like, yeah, maybe I should be on the throne almost. I don't think she really, I thought Zaylee didn't really want to be on the throne. I thought she felt kind of weird about that because she, she, she yeah, but because she's with Amari where she's trying to get Amari onto the throne and she's even taken back when they're like, we're trying to put a magic. But she on doesn't stand up for Amari at all either. in like the, the meeting they have with the elders. True. But I also think at this point too, like on the flip side, like how things have switched. Mm-hmm. While Amari's still now realizing like how it feels to be Zaylee. I feel like Zaylee is also realizing what it feels like to have a group of people behind her, behind her and like-minded. Yeah, backing her. Yeah, so necessarily she finally found a group of Reapers, a group of Magi, and she found out that Mama Agba was still alive. Yeah, which so- is like a huge support system for her because she yeah. lost both her parents, but also now she I'm... has like another like mother yeah. for her. Yeah. Another like guardian. Uh, yeah. Right. And I think it's just like the feels. Right? I, I agree with you though. Like Amari, I think, is a huge person who does see both sides. I feel like she can see both sides because she, while being on the nobility or the Tatan side, she also was, was persecuted by them practically. Not yeah, really. and she wasn't even really treated fairly by her mother right. while she when none of this was going on. Yeah. So she understands that perspective, but she also can realize that because her first friend and only friend was Finta was killed by that. Yeah. So I can I think she can see and she wants the right thing for the Magi. Right, and yeah. Yeah. She was like willing to like even talk to a non like trying to get their terms right, like make sure everything's good for everyone. Right. I think it's just, um, this is where our feelings definitely get twisted and thrown aside. But I think going back to Anand, too, he, he's the same. It's like realizing that this is not going to be as easy, especially in a kingdom that finds justice in that and that finds it okay. Yeah. He really has an uphill battle for this. Oh, yeah. But, like, I think he's, like, already trying to throw it away. Mm-hmm. Like, when they burned down the crop center, like the crops, the food storage. Oh, that was Zaylee's people? Yeah, that was the Ika. They like went and like destroyed like half their food supply. So then he was like, you know what? You know, I don't care anymore. I was like, what? You're going to give up that easily? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I felt that way too. <laughs> he's like, they didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. He's becoming his father. And <laughs> <laughs> nah, watch me come up with the name for him. So, like, before they found the Ika and Rowan was, like, taking them back, like, to the to the, the rebel forces, on their way, they, like, come across three dead bodies, which... Oh, so this is way three before... Three Magi. This is, like, way before they meet them. Okay. Like, so we're going back. Sorry, we're going all over the place here, but stick with us. <laughs> um, uh, Zaylee finds these three bodies, and she gives them kind of, like, the last rites, almost. And like releases their spirits to the like their their gods or whatever. And it was like the first time she used her magic. Really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it was the first time. And Rowan noticed. 
He was like, that's the first time you used your magic. You mean my boy? Yeah. He knows his things. Anyway, so I just, it's, it's like very. Robo like, Rowan. Everything. <laughs> Is, is like it's kind of very meaningful because it was like bringing her mother into like her magic like back like she was like kind of like starting to come back into herself almost and i was like oh and then like after right after that the Ika dressed up like like the majesty's guards <laughs> and and then like a reaper our boy reaper he like comes down and like has this huge animation, like the biggest Azalee's ever seen. Mm. But then like they notice that like, it's Zaylee, so they, they stop, of course, before they like we find out too that that was based off his parents, like his family. Right. It was like his family line. So they had their own style of magic. I think that's so awesome. Really like cool not only are different same... styles within the same Yeah, like, like clan. Yeah, yeah, clan. Yeah. They're in the same clan. Mm -hmm. But then they realize that it's the same. They have the same magic. But then they can make it their own, right? And yeah. I think that's so awesome. Yeah. The other thing I realized too, um, they kind of bring it up a little bit. I'm so happy. I was right about seeing more of my boy Rob and Zaylee. Right. You kind of see a little bit more of like Rowan, like where he, there's a point where he has to go. Yeah. And Zaylee's like, you got like, you have to go? And they're like, and Mari noticed, noticed yeah. it. And she's like, they're looking at each other like nobody else is in the room. Yeah. And you're like, well, well. I was so happy about that. But also, part of me was like, y'all, get a room. Like, <laughs> kiss already. Kiss. Girl, if they kiss and it's like nine o'clock at night, I'm calling you. Oh, good. Be I'll be, you'll be like in the middle of the dinner. I'll be like, no, it's important. <laughs> they kissed. And knowing you, you're like, I passed it already. All right. <laughs> I'll wait for your call. <laughs> I just don't. Sorry, y'all. I'm eating a cherry. Oh, I got like some fun fact though. Mm. Uh, the Ika, like the, the word Ika means like resistance. In the Yoruba language, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. I love the fact that one, the story, like, like the more I think about the book and the story itself, I love the fact that it's definitely hard on girl power. Mm -hmm. Two, I think it's really interesting. I've never experienced any books about um, West African, like, no, oh, yeah, or like, like even though the, I don't know if this is based off folklore, but like. I like that it has almost a lot of the culture, like the language that weaved in. into it. Yeah. yeah. I would love to read more books like that. Right. I would love it. We should add some more to our list. What would you guys think of that? Would you like more books from West Africa? Or West from? Africa? I like hearing different things from like different cultures and how it spins. I know, right? Because, like, ooh, what if we read a book about... Because I've seen a couple of books. I'll put, I'll have to put it on our list. Yes, guys, we have a list of books for getting through this podcast. I think we have, a, right now, at least 20 different books. So we plan, and we will be around for quite some time. Quite some time. That was my translation. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. I get really excited when I talk. 
But no, I do have some other books lined up as well. I think that has to do with some Asian cultures as well. Mm, yes. I don't remember which country though. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's Chinese or if it's um, Filipino or Japanese. We'll let you know when we get there. It, it's going to be some time because yeah. we already have like, this is 22 books. <laughs> We don't like reading at all. Yeah, we like see a book. We're like, we'll add this too. <laughs> I'm like, right, 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 let's do it. Oh my god. But oh, the other thing I realized too with the Miss Reading this and Amari and Xavier starting to come back to each other, but Amari kind of brings up and acknowledges to Zaylee like, hey, I'm realizing I really don't have too much control about my magic. Mind if you help me out with that, sis? And then uh, Zaylee's like, uh, that's because you were using, like, blood magic. I was born with, I was Maybelline, and I was born with this. And we use cantonations? Or, or like, cantonations? like spells. Yeah. We'll say it's spells, because I can't remember it right now. We, we use spells to help us control the magic and, mm-hmm. and have a flow to it. And then Amari... Um, ignorantly, and I will even say insensitively, says, great, can't you teach me one? And I'm just like, and you can tell then even Zaylee was like, I can't, these are sacred words. Yeah, they're pretty much like given to them, like, from their gods, pretty much. To their god, it's taught. And it's like taught through their family. Yeah, and then for like, and I get that, I can see, you can see the struggle, and I like that this conflict came up. Right. Because Amari's able to uh, call out Zaylee and be like, I understand this is important to you, but uh, but there's something so much bigger than it. And Zaylee's like, these are sacred words that are important to Magi. You just got your powers, homie. Mm-hmm. You just got this. Not to say that you yourself were against Magi or, or magic itself, right? But you don't have the same respect or the or hold the same honor as I would. And so for me to just Because Zaylee was like taught like practically from birth. Yes. These like teachings and but stuff. But even the language itself, there's there's because it's part of her culture. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain there's a certain amount of honor and and um honor and belief yeah in the culture itself and the words. And for her to just teach somebody like an quote unquote outsider about it, especially a Tatan who doesn't have, who uses blood magic and has no respect for, or at least her people, not Amari herself, mm-hmm. respect for it. I can see why Zaylee was side eyeing her. Like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to teach you part of my culture because you can't even respect the people who live in it. And when she said, when she was thinking that way, I thought a little bit about that. With like, not to say that it was cultural appropriation. Right. Because in this story, it's it's obviously even Amari is like it's so much bigger than this. If I learn, I'm literally killing myself if I use my magic. Yeah, she goes. I and then Zaylee's like, "Don't use your magic then." But like Amari's like, "It's part of me now." Yeah, like I can't get rid of it. And I can't lean on you to protect. Yeah, like I can't use my sword anymore when everyone else who wants to hurt me has magic. Right. Like my mother. Yeah. Like she's like, I can't bring a knife to a gunfight. Right. (laughs) Like. (laughs) <laughs> See, like, just use your knife. She's like, okay, yeah, I can kill, but like, magic's a little bit powerful. Magic missile, <laughs> magic missile. But I, I, I kind of get that. Like, and I think that, again, that ties into a little bit. Like, for me, not to say that the author intended this, but it has me thinking about like my experiences as a, as a black woman and like certain things within the culture. Because right. like, what people don't understand is 
even I'm learning is like black people being brought over to this country or not even the country at the time, but brought over here. They were stripped of their their language, their culture, even like even hair was a representation of that. Like I'm learning that like depending on how your hair looked told you like if you were married or not, your status, right? What tribe you came from, and yeah. they shaved your head. So you they, or they, they made you wear hair wraps because oh they, that yeah that was later on. But they, they the wives of the white like, oh would, like, oh yeah that was so jealous of their husbands like looking at them. But that was later on. I know, so. but still, I'm like, <laughs> I was just learning this. I'm like, oh my god. Well, the funny thing is to like I say funny, but it's not. But like they what they did was that they 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 shaved the head right because then you wouldn't know where you came from, what language you spoke, or what culture was. It's really so, stripping your culture. Right? Yeah. So, and, and the languages of yeah. it. So, like, that's why, like, African Americans, obviously, we don't know where we come from, which country we come from within Africa. Right. That's my understanding of everything. But because of that, we basically made our own culture within this country, yeah. within the, yeah. the United States. And while that's beautiful in its way, it's kind of like you grew where, you know, you bloomed where you were. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is because, you know, Jim Crow laws, everything was separate. So, I think even it was a Kennedy was in one speech talks about how, or I forget which president talks about like back in the day where you could say Negro, but he was like, you know, black people's world is it seems completely different than what's happening in the United States. And I feel like that's the same thing with the book because like Zaley's world is completely different than Amari's, yet they're in the same space, the same capacity. And I feel like that's the same thing when it comes to the United States, yeah. And I think that's why it's like. I would just have to say, I feel like that's why you see on the internet, you see things like that people getting really protective when it comes to like, that's cultural appropriation. That's part of like, when it comes to hairstyles. Yeah. Um, because not to say that like, yes, braids have been, you can see them throughout the world in different right, cultures. different cultures, for sure. For centuries. Yeah. It's one thing to kind of have grown, like from my experience speaking, to like grow up with like cornrows or like fox braids. Or even now, I wear my hair natural, which means I don't have any chemicals in my hair. It grows exactly the way it is, so it grows up. So I like to refer to my hair as a sunflower. <laughs> but like, there's a few. There's there's been experiences where, and I say black women because most, from my experience, most black men cut their hair short. Right. Um. Uh, so for black women, there's been experiences where they can be very fearful, or they can be they can be worried about like going to interviews and, and if they got the job because uh maybe they didn't look the part and by look the part meaning their hair like if they it's have natural is natural yeah and there's been women too i've heard seen articles of like i think it was a news anchor where she got tired of wearing like either relaxes or weaves or whatever and decided just to wear her natural hair she had this cute little afro yeah. and she got complaints online not because of her not doing her job well it was because people didn't like how her hair looked and thought it was quote unquote distracting. So then the, her boss pretty much was like, you either straighten your hair or we're firing you. There have been women in this country that have been fired because their hair quote unquote doesn't look professional. Right. And so when, or if they come in braids, even if it, it's nice and neat or it doesn't look professional, there's been girls who couldn't, like you look at the school rules, they say like no braids, no box braids, no afros, no, like the list of it is like right. a, a list of things that like African Americans use to keep their hair neat and like untangled. Yeah. And then the only thing that's left for them to do is to straighten it. Basically, that's the like when you 
process of elimination. Right. That's the only thing that's left to do is straighten your hair. But that that costs money and at some points can really damage your hair. And it's kind of like really stupid to be punished for something that that's how your hair grows. Right. Especially when like you see like a white women wearing braids and stuff and they get compliments. And that's why people get upset about that because right. it's like, like, I got fired from that, from a job, not, not me. I'm just saying like, if that was, if I was in that space, it's like, wow, I got fired from my job because I have braids and now so-and-so is over here with braids and she's getting compliments right. off of it. And it's kind of like, that's part of my culture. That's part of what keeps my hair. I can see that I, like, that's irritating to me. That's that hurts because it's Sick. like, yeah, this is part of my culture. And now you could just take it and use it how you want. And I feel like that's kind of like how Zaylee feels a little bit. That's just me. I could be completely wrong, but that's how I kind of interpret it in the book. Where Zaylee's like, I can't just teach you these words. This is sacred to me. This is sacred to our culture. This is something I learned growing up. And Amari's like, in this instance, Amari's like, wants to use it, not because of a fashion statement, like, right, right. but because she's like, if I'm going to go into battle, yeah. I need to arm myself. Yes. And I need to know how to do it correctly. And I think Zaylee is kind of realizing that she's not trying to take something and manipulate it against her because I know Zaylee tells her, I will teach you this on one condition and it's you don't use it against the magi. Right. You don't use it against people with magic, but you'll use it to protect them. And Amari says she'll do it against her mother and her forces, but she won't use it against Titans, which yeah. I think is good because they're innocent too. In, unless they're like fighting for right. like the force. queen, yeah. you know? Like they're not into them. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> if you shoot, if you shoot a bullet at me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna brap, brap you with my magic. Exactly. That's what my magic sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, like, um, after that, the next day, um, Azalee talks to the elders, and they want her to like become the elder oh, reaper. Yeah. There's a ceremony! I'm just graduating! Okay, so it's and, and all the elders you find out are young adults slash teenagers because you realize all the magi were killed. And I'm not crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not really elders. They're just... But there's a title, pretty much. Yeah. For the clan head. Yeah. Um, so Wazali goes through and... And she's so excited. Sorry to cut you off. But, like, she's so excited because... And her clan... The clan of reapers, she says there's not a lot of reapers. There's like three, three. not including herself. So all together, there's like four reapers. Yeah. But she says that is the most reapers she's ever seen in her life. I know. How exciting and depressing is that? But she's also already feeling like a kinship with them, which I think is great. Like she needs this grounding, like this family. Yes. I help her through this like grieving process, but also to like help her become more of a woman. I just hope she doesn't pull in a non and then like go against Amari. I really hope she can find her strength and her abilities as a woman and as a magi to build her up and still have Amari stand by her side yeah. and vice versa. Because I feel like they are a very powerful force once they kind of get their shit together. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're unstoppable together. And it's just like I love it. Yeah. And she was like dressed in like all the get up and she she like reminded herself of her mom and everything. I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And Mama Agba was in tears. That's like her granny. Right. So like the ritual of um 
ascension pretty much is like a sacred ritual where she receives the Ishi Ishikaya. Yeah, Ishikaya. Look at you in word. Wow. <laughs> it's like a prophecy from the gods that um, will like help them lead their clan. You know, mm -hmm. so like uh, an example is uh, like these magical cats that are running around Orisha now are um, in Ishikaya from a tamer. So like she, the he or she, the tamer got like this like prophecy from the gods, and they're like, oh hey, I know how to do this like new way of like taming these animals to become like these large riders, which mm -hmm. I thought was really cool. Um, I want to be a tamer because right? I just want to sunflower my hair and hummingbirds humming around. And then Zaylee sees her vision, and her vision is like ribbons of different colors. Like it was like a dewdrop of like magic coming from. Her god. What's her god's name? Oh. Oh, Lord. What's her name? I have notes. We have notes. Victory tip. Oya. <laughs> After all of that, Oya. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry. Oya. Reaper. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Oya. She like, receives a vision from Oya, which is like... Um, magic dewdrop coming down forming ribbons of different colors and those colors like interwined together and um then like she sees a roaring power coming from it and i was like i had to read it twice and i was like what does this mean i need to know um but i think it's kind of like the clans coming together to form one strong force, like unstoppable force, <gasps> which gave me to the African Power Rangers. Right. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's where we're gonna end, I guess, is like when she gets her power, her mm -hmm. power, her vision. I guess. If we're gonna wrap things up, of course, my favorite question is. What would you title these chapters that we've read so far? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Because um, I named the last one, so now I want to know what you think. It was like... We saw a lot with Amari and Zaylee. So I think it's kind of like learning about each other's sides and like seeing, seeing the uh, like a coin flipped, you know, of each other's lives. So maybe you would title these chapters Karma. Okay, yeah, I was going to go with coin flip, but yeah. Coin, coin, <laughs> coin flip. Karma. Karma. <laughs> yeah. If the shoe fits, that's the title of the, all the chapters. If the, if the shoe, shoe fits. <laughs> None. <laughs> um, I, I know the these chapters, we didn't talk too much about it, but um, I would like to see more. I know this is going to sound strange. I'd like to see a little bit more about Anon. I want to see how he's dealing with this deep rain. Because he doesn't, he, he's just starting to get a little judgment on his side. And people are just starting to like see what he could possibly represent as a king. Mm -hmm. And not everybody's happy about what they see, especially his mother. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see more of that for sure. See if he's actually going to come out as a good guy or not. And my thing is too is why is Queen Nahanda so powerful? Right, like that's so annoying. Like, why does she get to be like the most powerful, like Tatan? Like, 
For the longest time, I was like kind of figuring out what her power was. She's a grounder. Really? Yeah, she's a grounder. She has like the green light and everything. So um, she can like split um, like the earth in half or like right. move mountains or whatever. But she also can like suck the life force. Like the, that, I did the I saw shade, the, the, the power from other Titans. I'm yeah. like, why do you have. And as a queen, how like, can you be okay with taking that? This is OP. Like, like I don't like, like, she's all talking about fairness and protecting her kingdom. But oh, she's yeah. willing to destroy Bullshit. her own people to do it. Bitch, that's cuckoo. Well, she married the King Saran. I guess. So, like, yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from that. Right? Uh, oh. I guess there's some couples where you're like, y'all meant to be together. Y'all meant to be together. Y'all meant to die together. You should be dead. Like, dead, dead. Also, I had another question of, like, how do the new Magi know how to use their magic without any training? But I guess we kind of, like, went over it more. Whereas, like, the culture, like, they, like, grew up learning these stories. And they grew up learning, like, it from their families before they died, of course. YouTube uh, tutorials. Thank you. Got <laughs> <laughs> the kids these days in YouTube. <laughs> but... I'll just, yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? Like, of um, them just, like, learning through the like, culture. I think I think they know the basics, but I don't know if they know, like, the tricks. In the, like, they have to get stronger, obviously. Or do you think, like, right away they saw, like, a vision of their god and they're like, I know everything. <laughs> I think maybe it's something that's been talked to, like, Zaylee. Right, yeah, it's more like Zaylee. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, how she grew up with, like, the, the knowledge and everything and seeing it kind of firsthand maybe yeah because i think maybe mama agba has taught other people other than zaylee about the, the rituals about incantations about the gods so i think it's a matter of them being well prepared for something and then when it hit them and they were hit with this ability it they worked. were ready yeah they were ready yeah whereas the titans weren't they didn't know how to so they blew it up in their faces literally literally like yeah and they're like, we don't like magic. <laughs> we got magic to use against maggots. I know myself, right? And you're like, this is why we told you not to pick up the sharp knives. <laughs> but I can't. But those are the questions. I'm going to leave you guys with, of course, a quote for the upcoming chapters. So, let's go into it. She tumbles from Adroy's hand like a brick. Body seizing in the dirt as the magicite kills her from within. Mother tilts my chin, forcing me to look away. You've done more good in a few days than other monarchs have done in their entire reign. She soothes. Stay the course. In this war so you can continue to do good for the entire kingdom. I nod, but my eyes drift back to the girl's corpse. Jacoya reaches for another needle. Who's next?